actually good. I really didn't expect to see you yesterday. I'm not gonna lie. Like we literally pulled up for Kudos's birthday. Shout out Kudos and yeah. like their Crixie is like literally mixing. I was like, bro, I was actually supposed to meet this guy tomorrow for a conversation on our page, and we just so happened to see you. Yeah, I thought I posted it. I was I was like, did I post? I was gonna be here. I thought I was like, oh shit, this is yeah. dope. You pulled up, so <laughs> but yeah, it was just completely coincidence. Yeah, no, it's dope. Uh, you, is that like a, a a residency that you have there, or yeah, every every Saturday, every Saturday night, like um, I'm usually there, or if I'm not there, I usually get one of my homies to cover, like usually Akeda or like Rami or something like that. That's what's up, and that's Joey. Joey's on on Burrard, yeah. Burrard, yeah, because yeah. I know there's a couple different ones, right? There's one literally down the street, like Bento and then Burrard. You got a lot of different ones, yo. That's that franchise shit, yo. They yeah. on that, they on that shit, they on that shit. Um, but yeah, I was like telling the guys, I was like, yo, I'm actually supposed to just be talking to this guy tomorrow. And I had still been trying to go through the list of like, kind of what I, what we wanted to talk about. Cause I, I stay seeing you like actually like whenever we're like at, you know, an event or yeah. like a, a party, but we actually hadn't like sat down and I mean, we have talked, but not really like yeah. actually talked like down. Like we're it's always like passing or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, like, I guess the, we're supposed to do the party and then you ended up having to go to Toronto at the mm-hmm. time. Um, but yeah, like, are you at the time you had told me I think you were from the East Coast, right? Yeah, yeah, I was, I was born in, in Toronto and then I moved um, to Vancouver 2016. Oh, okay, yeah, I moved to Vancouver and then I've been here ever since 2016. Was that kind of like just like a leap of faith thing, or like what was uh, it was kind of like more so, Family? um, like my mom wanted me to kind of get a change of scenery and like get out of um, the city and stuff, so. I uh, had my uncle who lived in Vancouver, mm-hmm. and then I kind of went out here to go for, to school and play basketball um, at Capilano University, yeah. and then I stayed with my uncle, and then we kind of just figured it out from then. I didn't know anyone when I first moved here, like, just, yeah, just my uncle. Really. Yeah. How did you, like, adjust? I feel like playing sports, you kind of, like, develop, like, a team, so, yeah. like, from there, and then I found, like, a like a kitchen job uh-huh. with the, at Browns um, in North Van. I worked there and I met a lot of like the cooks and like servers and stuff like that. So they kind of like put you on stuff, like what's mm-hmm. going on. So everyone kind of like was always trying to like. Yo, talk about that kitchen, yeah. kitchen uh, cook or like, um, you know, the back kitchen, that culture. Cause yeah. I feel like um, Earl's in Poco too. Um, they have that same kind of vibe where, um, you know, in the kitchen, like I feel like every at least one person's always outside vaping first off. Yeah, you, del- <laughs> you definitely like develop a nicotine like addiction in the <laughs> kitchen. I swear, like, yeah, it's crazy. But like, uh, I don't know. It's like, like I love working in the kitchen, but like when it gets hectic, you just don't want to be in there. Yeah, like, that's, that's, that's just facts. it's fun until it's not fun, basically. Yeah. And like you meet so many different types of people that like are on different paths to you. Yeah. Like, all, yeah, everyone's kind of sold like random, but everyone meets at like the similar spot, which is like cooking, which kind of trip. But yeah, you definitely meet hella characters for sure. Yeah, I knew um, like gamers, musicians, like people that were just doing different things. Yeah. But like, you know, obviously had to work at some point. So they were like, I had met them at that point in life, like whether yeah. be working in like a fast food place or like seeing them, like my friends working in like a kitchen, or yeah. whatever it might be. But yeah, it's interesting. Like you meet so many different people, I guess, and yeah. because everybody's on some different shit, like you just get put on in different ways. Yeah, literally. Yeah, literally. But I, I guess I don't know. I guess it goes with anything else, though. Yeah, facts. No, I agree. Um, yeah, I was. I worked uh, there for like what, like eight months, and then after like after I was uh, working in the kitchen, I started to DJ, 
like on the other side so it's kind of crazy in it's the like, kitchen or <laughs> nah, nah, imagine that would be crazy you guys mix it in the kitchen that's crazy nah, be, that would be lit but nah i just started djing um at the restaurant and that was like my first like actual kind of gig in bc well like what got you into like do you have like a musical background at all you say you played sports but like like besides like did you play an instrument or anything like yeah that? i played like yeah i played a bunch of instruments when i was like grade grade nine and lower like oh okay yeah like yeah. elementary so like middle grade, school yeah so like grade grade four started playing instruments so like grade nine which ones in particular because i used to play i played the trombone yeah i did percussion Damn, as well trombone's tough yo that shit like because there's no talent honestly the trombone is something you just have to know or you don't know yeah that's tough it's, you're measuring yeah. where the slider is along the thing there's saliva running through that but you know mm -hmm. it's just it's the price you gotta pay yeah but, I did that um, percussion as well, like the drums or whatever it might have been, the cymbals, all that stuff. But yeah, I want that's what I what I wanted to do was percussion. I never got to do it, but like when you get to pick, you got to pick your top three. Yeah, and the percussion was on my first one because I wanted to play the drums. Like everyone wants to play the drums. Like drum line just came out. You know, <laughs> Yo, like, I was trying, that's what to do. A piece yeah, on that thing, so bro. I wanted to do that, but I didn't get the, to do the drums. I had to play. I'd play like trumpet. Oh, you did trumpet. I okay. started with trumpet, then I went to bass clarinet, which was pretty dope. I, I fucked with that, and then um, I finished playing like alto and like tenor sax. Mm -hmm. They're pretty much the same like chord and stuff like um, notes, so it's pretty easy, but just different sounds. So I kind of liked alto, I think, the best. So okay, so when I was first, because when I was in elementary school, and the way that they select to see what instrument you're gonna play, they give mm -hmm. you the mouthpiece first. So they give you the. Oh. the the trumpet and the trombone mouthpiece, they give you the clarinet, like the woodwind mouthpiece. Yeah. And they see which one that you can do. And then based off that, you pretty much make your selection. Mm -hmm. So, like, obviously, I didn't have, like, the, you know, pause this whole conversation <laughs> first off. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. But no, I, um, I, I couldn't figure out the clarinet and, like, the woodwind shit. Yeah, yeah. So I, like, went the other way towards, like, the, the trumpet, the, the trombone yeah. mouthpiece. I feel like those ones are usually... <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be careful, bro. <laughs> I feel like the trumpet and like the brass instruments, like those ones are the hardest to play. I feel like yeah, like, trumpet, trombone, those are tough for for sure. But yeah, uh, we didn't have to do that. Thankfully, I didn't have, I didn't have to do that. Yeah, he, he had to do that. <laughs> so no, that he, I figured because I always think of like your musical background, like where you started off initially. Like I look yeah. back and I played like you know late instruments back then but transition to when you started learning how to dj like mm -hmm. how was that like where did the thought to wanting to go dj like where did that come from uh like i always like how did dj more so i feel like it was just because we started like we started going to a lot of parties and the music was just poor like oh <laughs> that was just really what it was like not even poor like it, okay i shouldn't say that it was like yeah t tell it like it is not even poor it was just like not the right songs in the right yeah. moment you know you're like yeah. fuck like man this part could be so lived they just played the song right now you know yeah, and it kept yeah. happening over and over and then it got to the point where like can you tell what year this is so i can get a vibe of the, the music it's like 20 2014 okay 2014 20 yeah 2014 ish 2013 2015 around those those times and then we just me and my homies we started throwing parties mm -hmm. and then we just rent airbnbs throw parties there's like super some areas in the suburbs where i used to live like missaga area like they're developing houses yeah and like we we <laughs> <laughs> go we before like anything before this like 
just like a plane. There's no walls or anything. It's just like the structure, you know? Yeah. So we'd go there and we'd bring speakers and like Yo, tables. traffic out the construction zone. Construction bro. zone, bro. <laughs> we throw parties. Like people would come. We get like maybe like 30, 40 people. And then it lasts like, well, like an, like an hour. Yeah. Cops would come. You just have to, you have to just, yeah, you have to do what you have to do. But like we're just throwing mad parties and people are just fucking with the music all the time. And this was like virtual DJ. This wasn't even like a controller. Yeah. It was like strictly virtual DJ. And then you just, yeah, it was just kind of going well like that. And then um, people started reaching out to us to throw parties for them. Mm-hmm. Like we started throwing birthday parties for like friends of in our high school and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah and I was always DJing them from virtual DJ. And then, yeah, it just got to the point where... Um, we just started going from house parties to like low key bars mm-hmm. and like cafes, like Lakeshore area in Toronto. And those were going well. We we're getting like people from like Mississauga all the way out to like like thirty minute drive away and like Damn. you know, they're going well. We're just like, What the heck? And people actually yeah, no, that's what's up. Yeah, they kinda of just trusted us for like just bringing a vibe, like the homies are all like plugged in, athletes, stuff like yeah. that. So it became like just like our thing. We just started throwing parties, had like a little collective, I mm-hmm. guess you can you can say. What would you guys go? What were you guys called? Uh, it was it was Nine West District at the time. Okay. Yeah. So that was the, the, the squad. Shout out Nine West District <laughs> for sure. But um, yeah, and that stage was like when I slowly moved to Vancouver. Okay. So it was like we didn't even get to see that through like hundred percent, you know? Yeah. Because like I was kind of like one of like the main like people that are kind of curating a lot of the time like yeah. with the homies but like it's like when you take one piece of the puzzle kind of like it's hard it's to, not the same. for everybody to kind of remain focused and locked in like yeah like everyone's still like clicked up still doing their own thing but it's like that like at that moment it was like very it was going very good like very well and then it kind of like faded out a bit but mm-hmm. it's still there like the presence is still there when we when we ever we do events and stuff it's always like a boom like they're always yeah. lit like other homies are doing their own events too like they mm-hmm. started like little like event companies and, and stuff themselves yeah so it's kind of dope that everyone kind of like found their thing and like yeah to that, which is sick and sometimes too is like in, in independent pe- like pieces of like that i guess that puzzle yeah. you guys all need to use that as a stepping stone like build that almost like that brothership like that brotherhood yeah facts. and then to be able to go off and like do other things like um you know whether it's building different brands or like working on different projects this person's doing that that mm-hmm. person is doing this that's yeah what's up. yeah it was time ago that was like what like 20 it's like 2016 yeah mm-hmm. i would say so then you kind of make the transition over to vancouver you mentioned that like i guess you came here were you still kind of looking to dip into like the the entertainment the event space yeah because i was like rolling off it like we were like promoting at clubs downtown like we're just like grossing we're doing very well so i was Mm -hmm. like i have to kind of keep this going like it was something that i was just like naturally good at doing Mm -hmm. so when i came to van i was just like holy this is so different like i don't know yeah. what's going on here at all yeah. so it took time to kind of like understand like how the city was you know yeah that's true like it's completely different like especially to yeah. play music like somewhere here you need to know kind of what people like what yeah. the vibe is like yeah um I, I guess there are people that will maybe come from like different places in the states mm-hmm. and like know that their city is like popping shit like hot grease like it's hot mm-hmm. but they 
and, and they think that when they come to a different place, they're like, oh, and they are carrying that that same like, you know, heat with them or whatever you want to call it. But yeah. at the same time, the people there might not appreciate it the same way. Yeah. So it's almost like you have to understand what that area is kind of vibing with, and then maybe try to like curve it or add your vibe to it. Or mm -hmm. yeah, Vancouver's a tough crowd too. For uh, it's a tough crowd for sure I feel like a lot of people do come here and they kind of do struggle with the crowd at the time unless they're like a superstar and then you know like when you're at that level everyone knows your songs you know so yeah. it's like easier but if you're like up and coming you're just coming here like it's kind of like tough because we don't really have a big like a large like large scale of people that are into like up and coming underground music yeah. and like the low key the low key things you know mm -hmm. like the vastest the city i feel like but um yeah so how did you think that you had to kind of find your fit like within a place like this because i feel like especially when you're coming from like ontario you know what it is there like mm -hmm. people people get it there but vancouver although i i know like we're actually doing like very well i'd say yeah but, definitely a lot like definitely a lot better from like five years ago to now for sure yeah it's like super late compared to five years ago mm -hmm. yeah no most definitely and i know it's like to like to the like the thanks of like some people that are actually like you know helping whether it's curate certain events or bringing yeah. artists from different places into the city but i know that there's still like imagine what it's going to be like in like whether it be 10 years or whatever it might be mm -hmm. so when you i guess i come here did you feel like you had to maybe be a little bit different or like bring something that other people didn't have or like or, i feel like myself is already different like you know like yeah. i have this like me being who i am in vancouver it makes me stand out you know just mm -hmm. like from obviously features like you know tall black guy judge yeah like, you know? like, i was obviously gonna stand out like anywhere yeah I go. so that's already like an advantage i felt like yeah and then um it was like the the main thing everyone says when I moved here was like Vancouver doesn't have nightlife, there's nothing to do here. It's like mm -hmm. boring going out, clubs clubs are garbage, whatever. That's like genuinely what I heard from like random people, like yeah. Just randoms that I'm just trying to figure out what to do yeah. in the city, you know? So that was like a common theme that I was like, Okay, like that's already something that is in isn't like I guess there that mm -hmm. can be improved on and now thought that was a way where that's something I already love to do. So yeah, it was like a challenge almost for myself to kind of do something where people can like look forward to like having a good experience or say like, oh, maybe this thing's lit in Vancouver or stuff yeah. like that. Cause well, it's so easy to like hate on a lot of good, like a lot of things. Like someone's at least trying to like do a good night, you know, like yeah. not their fault it's not always lit like yeah but it's easy to say like it was not lit than trying to like change it you know what i mean yeah so yeah and that was what i realized a lot too i like the word because you use the word in that in particularly the word experience because i always think about it like the experience like what mm -hmm. experience are you kind of giving to somebody mm -hmm. um and i kind of wonder i guess from looking from the outside in it's it's almost like okay um did you try to approach it from a, a dj perspective or like a you know putting together the event or like the night perspective but yeah i'm now i'm wondering is that where we are now where the djs aren't just the ones that are playing the music but they're also the ones like promoting the night and and things like that yeah i guess depends on where you are in, in mm -hmm. the world i feel like too maybe that's like a north american thing maybe, yeah maybe i don't know i haven't really i haven't really traveled a lot to like see what's going on exactly but i do feel like some places do expect that but 
um some djs like doing that Mm -hmm. so if they like promoting like saying that they're here 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 then that's probably a win-win for everyone i feel like yeah but and uh, like i because i feel like in vancouver or even just in canada particularly we're very entrepreneurial mm-hmm. if that makes sense like where everybody wants to kind of like start their own brand or like come up with their own idea their project or whatever it might be which is i think it's it's great yeah but that kind of i guess that reminds me or like brings me to cold drinks how you or whether it be i don't know if cold drinks is the perfect place to start with it or whether it's like west district Mm-hmm. Um, is if that like a better place to kind of start of where you were? Like, I guess West District was like the first thing. I guess West District was definitely before Cold Drinks for sure. Yeah, is that where you were kind of like you know what I want to be like, um, yeah. in, in charge of like a a collective that makes like, you know, these great experiences, these great nights, or yeah. whatever it is. That was originally where I wanted to like do live entertainment was through West District, like because it was already originally nine West District. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my homie we thought of the name now West district and then when i came to van i'm like i'm in the west coast like let me just do west district yeah the nine and then just like try to develop something where i can um do kind of like events or club nights not really club nights but more so like events and, and shows live shows yeah so and i was in school at the time too when i brought back west district so like a lot of motivation uh, was coming from like school too because it was like giving me the back end stuff yeah when it came to like entertainment uh, yeah. management so it was like perfect timing for me to like want to do that so I was, I was booking shows at like like the roxy on like granville like i was just getting like local artists like mm-hmm. any like any genre didn't even matter just kind of curated stuff that if i liked their music doesn't matter the genre if i liked their music i would have just got them to come to the night and do a performance mm-hmm. we did like three maybe three acts per night and it was like it was like eight to ten the roxy gave me so yeah whatever yeah eight to ten we do a show there early show whatever and i did probably like seven shows down yeah we did like seven shows of the roxy it's super low-key just like showing the full i guess package of the show like booking mm-hmm. um doing a write-up on them um they get to bring their their friends and family down like you see like actual like moms and dads there you yeah. know because for them it's like a big experience like it's actually like um a, the Rossi's a known known venue in, yeah in vancouver you know and a like, lot of people have stages there. sick you know they yeah. actually have good like production there too so it was legit and i kind of like was running with that with west district and then veering into something else before covid right but covid kind of cut everything when it was like going well yeah and i lost that deal with the roxy new people working there everything kind of like just yeah like got mixed up during there but west district was definitely the start where i was trying to um, kind of get into production okay. like building like booking photographers videographers for shows booking yeah. talent like doing the graphics all that stuff so. yeah i was reading yeah. a, a write-up that you did with uh shaheen we'll talk yeah. about talk about it in a little bit but you actually did um was it like a an arts and uh it was like something that oh, you went to school with yeah art and entertainment management that's it what's was, up yeah how the was the diploma program at uh, kaplan university okay and how did you feel like that like kind of helped you like are there certain things that you, that you still look back and like damn like i remember learning that and oh yeah still i still go back to notes all the time and like this structure was really helpful budgeting was really helpful Mm -hmm. like just knowing how to build a budget for an event Mm -hmm. or like 
yeah basically for an event a show whatever yeah that was something that i still like value till now for sure yeah um and like real life experience because we would work in like the theater at the university with like actual jazz performers and um indie artists so we'd actually have real life experiences with these with these um acts so yeah that did help for just knowing how to adjust to anything that can happen on a day of an event or something yeah because you know? shit always happens like yo <laughs> shit always happens you know and like, just being ready to like always be able to handle those and like not yeah. like crush on the pressure like was really helpful i did feel as well mm -hmm. one thing i feel like i i feel like i've always been somewhat like good and when it comes to like planning events and things like that because first and foremost for me at the very least i i have planned events before but yeah. it's not my thing like yeah. I, to be honest i kind of dislike it but i will do it but like mm -hmm. it's just one of those things where the event space i would almost rather partner in that sense but yeah. um when i was first kind of doing it it was very um you got to look at the logistics when it comes to a lot of things mm -hmm. like okay if this happens then what or if that happens then what or have make sure like you know the right amount of cabling or the um, figuring out exactly the location that you're shooting in a lot of those things need to be kind of sketched out and yeah you need to know what happens in the event of anything mm -hmm. and i felt like that was kind of my strong suit when it came to event planning because like I, yeah. I always can think of okay if you know power gets cut out what happens or mm -hmm. um having somebody responsible for you know ensuring that say um something happens whatever whatever it might be all the things that can kind of happen in a, in a night yeah troubleshooting for sure yeah and like yeah. I, I don't know it comes from my background maybe but i do remember you know that being just a very difficult thing like it's not easy to mm -hmm. to plan an event or know what's going to happen or you know yeah definitely like <laughs> he's shaking yeah, his head he's like nah it's crazy no nah, i'm saying like it's, it's, it's everything you're saying is, is true like mm -hmm. when it comes to it but it's like that's why i just know like that's something i want to do because i like look forward to all that yeah, stuff you know yeah. it's like everyone kind of just has that thing that grabs you know gravitates mm -hmm. to them you know and that's definitely yeah. something with events i like, always like somehow came back to it yeah like somehow so i knew like after sports and everything it was like this is the area 100 percent. yeah for me it was like i'm gonna stick to like the media side yeah like, I, I, I could sit here yeah um, but i guess going back to because i want to kind of maybe start at where cold uh cold drink starts to come come around like where mm -hmm. you first start to kind of plan that idea or think of you know what if yeah. i just branched out well i guess you're probably like yo i want to kind of do my own thing right mm -hmm. wait what do you mean do my own thing um with cold drinks like do you did you feel like um i guess with west district it still was for the most part you were I still kind of try to incorporate West District. Okay. When it comes to like licensing and okay, stuff like okay. that. So anything building and stuff will all go kind of through West District. Yeah. And then cold drinks is kind of just like. How did know. how did that start up? Like the, just the, I guess the name. Because I remember when it was like, I was first kind of seeing like the posts mm -hmm. on IG and I was like seeing down, like a lot of people are pulling up to these events and mm -hmm. um, it was starting to feel like, you start to feel almost like the FOMO. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's something that like you plan for, but it's like, yeah. Damn, yeah. Like, um, it looks like a dope night. Like, I don't want to miss the next one. Yeah. Know what it is. Facts. Um, but yeah, like, what was the, I guess, the inspiration behind it? Because even the name itself is just kind of. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I find it interesting. It's like, hmm, like. Yeah. I wonder what this is about. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. Um, how did the cold drinks? Yeah. So basically, it started 
in 2020 COVID times I remember I was just probably like listening to a song or some shit and I just remember cold drinks and it just stuck to me I was like cold drinks that just sounds like so clean like just so easy uh-huh. I was like cold drinks like everyone, <laughs> everyone needs a cold drink like I was just named off shit in my head I was like yeah like parties cold drinks like that's the perfect thing um it's perfect like little like like line almost so then I just wrote on a sticky note through to my board I just left it there I said, whenever we get out of COVID, I'm going to call this shit Cold Drinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to do a party, and it's going to be called Cold Drinks. And then um, the second there was any opportunity to do something, I kind of just linked up with Shy, and then we're just like, yo, let's run a flyer. I'm going to link up with my homie, mm-hmm. Yardy, who makes Jamaican food. Yeah. And he just started his shit 2020. Yeah. Like, same time. During we, the pandemic. Yeah, during the pandemic. And then... Um, I basically just like put a little plan together and we did a, a, a day party mm-hmm. and it went well, it went well. And we, it was like 50 people capacity. We sold out 50 people. Like it was, yeah. but it was just more so like a tough time, but the perfect time at the same time, you know? Yeah. Because no one was doing it, anything. Everyone was looking at each other, kind of saying like, "Oh, who's gonna do something first? Like, yeah, like everyone's kind of still scared, you know, to dabble into that world mm-hmm. because it was such a fragile area, you yeah. know. You can get like I don't know called out yeah. or whatever. It was just like risky, almost like people just like to avoid risky plays sometimes because yeah. it's not worth it almost. Mm-hmm. But it's like, bro, like I'm not working. Like the Serb thing wasn't doing anything, you know. And I'm just like, come on, like. There's they're allowing you, but the rules are very weird. Yeah. So it's like wording is so weird. So it's just like it kind of thinks you're allowed to do something, but you're not allowed to do something. Mm-hmm. So I just was like, yeah, whatever. Let's just do this. We ran it. It went well. Nothing happened. We followed all the safety measures. Boom. Yeah. And we kept doing them. Like mm-hmm. we kept doing them, and we we're the only one doing shit. Like I'm trying to think. Like were we the only ones? Yeah. Like I can't think of anybody else. I was really throwing consistent parties. Consistent, like, and they were literally like food pop ups. They're Oxtail Lane Jamaican food pop up. That's the branding that we yeah. entered was because actually no no homies actually uh, at Ruts they were doing something at Pizza Coming Soon. Okay. So they were doing like a little night and they were selling food. A lot of the restaurants were doing stuff. That's what happened. A lot yeah. of the restaurants were doing stuff with people DJing at the restaurants. Right. But you still have to have a, a plug to get into the like somewhere, you know. Like, yeah, you have to kind of know somebody, or know a restaurant owner that's willing to even do this, because then they're kind of like, you know. So it's basically all like the underground spots that were just trying to like fight this COVID shit, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That were kind of just willing to like take the risk to stay open, you know yeah. what I mean? And people that just wanted it somewhere to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, was, it was a mixture of both those things, and we found a back and forth bar. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of like our spot where we. Um, started doing pop-ups there. That place fits like 150 plus people, you know? We're only allowed 50 people in there. Yeah. It was like plenty of spacing, but we had ping pong tables, so it kind of made it lit. Yeah, you can like separate things, like yeah. create. Because I, I realized that like things started to kind of go that way for cold drinks where it was, mm-hmm. like I said, the experience. It wasn't yeah. just the... You know, the music was an element of it. You had bouncy castles and some, some yeah. of them. Like there's more to it than just, you know, the turn up yeah facts at that, at that point it was literally the the reason we had good turnout i feel it was the music like you said it was really good and we we just played good music people wanted to hear and didn't have to be like around each other you can sit down and, and enjoy like the the tasteful 
um, music that Rami was playing myself. And then um, food was another thing. Yardy mm. Grabs, Jamaican food helps so yeah. much. That, like you can't really get that shit anywhere else yeah so that was another element that we had was like boom boom and then the people that were just coming out were just genuine like vibes like yeah. everyone that came out with just good energy mm-hmm. and they were all like kind of just thankful for being able to leave their home and yeah. have a good time and you know not have to be cooped up in their house like anymore and like you know mm-hmm. kind of like a taste of what was like real before in that time felt like never gonna come back you know yeah so we gave them that experience which just held us down for when shit was to open up yeah we already had so many like trusted people mm-hmm. that whenever we hit the 100 percent capacity it was just kind of game time for us almost yeah so was it just like instagram that you guys used to like you know here's the event bright link and you know buy tickets to the event or were you guys running ads as well yeah, we did the Eventbrite links. Um, ads were definitely a thing too. Um, word of mouth, like I just know a lot of people, mm-hmm. so I was just hitting up everyone I knew. Yeah, like close homies and shit, and telling them to come out. Um, and everyone kind of was down for it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, were they? I feel like every a lot of people were down for it because they. The kind this kind of like. 2020 like damn I'm trying to remember the first cold drinks like actually <laughs> the first party i can't really remember was it at the um i know because if it was during covid it had to be outside capacity as well i know there was a spot um on was it on hastings there was hastings, somewhere hastings. where where there was a cold drinks that was held that i went to at least i think it might have been my first one i don't know if it was the first one no that was bro that was like the eighth yeah the i eighth came one. i came like, late. <laughs> yeah that was like yeah we were running by then for yeah sure. that's what's up yeah but for, um for, uh sorry what are you saying no i was gonna say i just remember it because it was you uh, your name on the flyer or like yeah. i guess i'd seen your name as like the dj i was like damn okay i fuck with yeah i fuck with his djing like a lot i of remember people. that was actually the one i met you at too yeah yeah like actually met you met you okay yeah, pre- yeah i think i was that same yeah, time yeah i had his pop up there too yeah yeah that was yeah. the one that was, that the, was one. the one yeah yeah that's crazy um do you find that it's important that you have to be the one like do you see a day where you're not no longer djing cold drinks anymore yeah, like the last I've been actually hosting a couple recently, like the 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 doubles. So yeah. like sometimes we do a day party and the after party. So the day parties I'll usually um I'll usually just host. Mm-hmm. So kinda like just get people drinks, like say what up, like be able to like walk around and like handle anything that would happen with the event side. Yeah. And then the night times when it's like at a like a venue, it's like I don't have to worry about security, I don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. I'm just there to DJ. Yeah. So those ones I'll DJ, but like when we go to like events where I have to like the bar and like the door and all that stuff mm-hmm. that, those are kind of more i'm not only really thinking about dj i'm thinking about what's going on yeah here, you know what i mean so um it's kind of it got to the point where it just didn't make sense so i just rather get someone else who like another dj up and coming dj that can fill a spot and have some time to play and yeah. still have like the after party as, as well too so yeah yeah talk about how um i guess switching from that opportunity where you were hit up to dj at breakout because i know there was only select names that were on that yeah. how, how did it feel to be or when you got that call yeah i was i was hyped like i've always wanted to dj breakout like uh-huh. like since the first breakout so um being able to to dj this one was like highlight this perfect time i feel like it came at the right time and i was ready for it too like 
the years where I wanted to, I don't feel like I was even ready for it really. Yeah. Like it sort of went well, but I feel like now I'm just so much more exposed to this different things in the, in the DJ world, I would say. Yeah. But um, Johnny actually hit me. Uh, Johnny Black, everyone, if you know him. Yeah. Good guy. Mm-hmm. Real one. Um, he hit me. He's just like, are you... F- <laughs> It's like, are you free? Are you free this day? Or like, <laughs> open your, like, make sure you're free for this day. It was breakout. You're just so nonchalant about it. And I'm just like, yo, like, let's go. Like, <laughs> like yeah, like, I'm hyped. Like, thank you, you know? I'm just, I'm just yeah. so hyped. But you're just so nonchalant about it. But I was like, yeah. It's kind of just, yeah. That was kind of how I heard about it at first. Uh-huh. And then um, I was just like, man, I can't get my, like, I trust Johnny. I trust Johnny like hundred percent. But mm-hmm. I'm just so used to people kind of like something happening and then not happening, you know. Yeah. So that was just like the like even if it's like ninety eight percent, like yeah, the two percent in the back of my head was like, fuck, man, like, what if this doesn't really happen? You know, I'd be mm-hmm. so I'm not gonna tell anyone. I'm gonna kind of like keep it on the lows, you know, until yeah. like I see like a flyer you know yeah and then i saw the flyer i was like yo like man's are texting me, yo can i shoot for you and shit like that i'm like yo how did you know like yeah I was just, like, the flyers i was like oh shit like this That's is lit. crazy yeah i just finished work too i'm like holy um let's go i was hyped That's lit. yeah it was, it was dope that's it was mad lit. yeah but Talk about that feeling, like, because um, I know you quickly met, I, I didn't just breeze off of it, how you said, you know, you're used to people, you know, that 2% that mm. can let you down. Is that, like, something that you have to get used to, like, working in events or in entertainment? DJing, I feel like, every, yeah, events too, DJ too, because, like, if you're, I feel like the more you get up there DJing, there's going to be opportunities for one DJ, and, like, people will just hit up everyone, and sometimes the first person to reply sometimes gets it i'm not saying the breakout situation was anything like that at all yeah, yeah but like just like in the past like there's been like opportunities for like like i don't know like thundercat or some shit like that like if mm-hmm. you don't reply late if you reply late the other person replies for you they can get it or yeah. like if there was someone they just acted they're interested so everyone's available yeah and then they can pick once everyone's available you know so yeah. it's like it's just how shit is but like you know it, at least you're getting called that which is like the best part you know like because looking for you so one might land exactly you know just got to be thankful for when they do come and then just gotta be ready for when they do come to kill it so you get more right after that yeah and that's usually like how i got a lot of my gigs it's like first times always giving it like 100 Mm percent and then like i've always i've always only heard good things you know anytime i do a gig so I feel like that's really what kind of got me to like where I, I am now in Vancouver mm-hmm. with the scene here, you know. Because at first it wasn't it wasn't blessed like people weren't not trying to like yeah <laughs> put you on like <laughs> and there's some people that are of course but like generally people aren't trying to like put you on. People like are on their own shit like they know they gotta mm-hmm. yeah yeah. No, I feel that hundred percent. Like I know that when I first kind of got moving and like it, it, it's almost like you have to be willing to just do things just because. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not and anything that's like suspicious but like you have to be willing to maybe like do a gig unpaid or just kind of put a little bit more effort into something that you're working on yeah. to be noticed by the right people or whatever it means and yeah um sometimes it's not to be noticed but it's just because like you're trying to work hard and become better at what you're doing yeah but yeah i realize like especially in the city you got to prove yourself yeah like, and they make you prove yourself too mm-hmm. damn and that's exactly like yeah they make you prove yourself and it got to a point where like 
I just was like tired of proving myself or yeah. trying to prove myself or not like it hitting the way I'm trying to like present it. Yeah. And then that's kind of like how like cold drinks kind of came. It was like, um, I'm not getting any gigs. People aren't booking me enough. Like I'm going to do my own thing and book myself. Yeah. And I get to the point where I can just be in these same venues and be doing it for myself on both ends, you know? Yeah. So it originally came from like, me not getting any booking that's where okay boom yeah i remember now the question because <laughs> i couldn't really remember exactly <laughs> how it came about but yeah like it originally came about because i wasn't getting gigs it was hard to like get gigs in the city as a dj and then um i met up with rami he was also like looking he just hit me around at a comedy show like yo i'm trying to dj woo -woo. yeah I'm like yo bet like Take my Insta, we linked up. I was like, I'll teach you a DJ. Started yeah. DJing because he actually was interested. He was actually like super on it. He wanted to learn really, really, really bad. Yeah. So I was, I was like, like for sure, like you know. And then we kind of just ran it up. Um, he's a sick DJ now, super yeah. sick. <laughs> so um, when I first linked up with him, it was like, if I didn't maybe do that, I don't know if someone else necessarily would have. Yeah. Like been so open to doing that. Because yeah. I didn't really have someone in the DJ community that was like that open to me. To be like. To yeah. doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like like something I was looking for. He was kind of looking for it too. But I was able to at least help like somewhat. Like I had restaurant gigs and stuff. So mm -hmm. I let him like DJ half my restaurant gigs. Like he wouldn't. It's like no charge or stuff. He would just come and like do it. Just because like getting experience, you know. Like. Mm -hmm that's rare like no one's just gonna like come for half the gig spin you know yeah like, no one's doing that but yeah. it takes nothing to do that yeah at the same time it just you know takes knowing that like you know did this slight gesture yeah and so, for some people might argue this isn't a slight gesture it's my living and okay yeah. understood but sometimes it just requires doing something like that to kind of bring somebody up behind you you know what i mean yeah but man was it had nothing even to do with like like money or anything like that it was just more so like experience you know like yeah. just being able to spin in front of real people is like a like sick like yeah. so sick like you're literally turned on the music it's quiet like mm -hmm. in the whole restaurant <laughs> and i guess it's important to have a mentor in that sense right i like, guess or someone that's just kind of like 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 i guess mentor is like someone you look up to but like not even a mentor maybe just someone that's like a yeah. homie that's doing it mm -hmm. you know like a like a smart kid in your in your yeah. class yeah that's your boy that can yeah. help you with the homework you know what i mean <laughs> maybe like, your og i don't know somebody yeah. that's just older than you that got, i guess too yeah got a little bit more too. experience yeah 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 but that's um, dope. That's dope. yeah and then really just wanted to focus on getting um other djs opportunities djing that was like the base of why i really want to do is give them the opportunity to get into these places because it was so hard for someone like me to get these opportunities so yeah. i was like any person i get that i can do it like it's a fine line of still they still have to play good music too like the fine line but like yeah. at least try a bit more yeah kind of like get them in these spots like yeah. by any means and that's kind of like where we're at now we're just getting i'm just putting on like a lot of people that want to learn how to dj or like want to dj an event or stuff yeah. like that They're like feel free always reach out like there's always opportunities like for definitely sure. definitely yeah so you're at breakout um you have your set mm -hmm. um i guess um presa comes out yeah and now are you now correct me if i'm wrong did you end up djing for him yeah i dj'd his set 
so were you selected to beginning or did you just find out while you were there that that's what you were doing like uh no i got asked um homie hit me he asked me if um i actually didn't ask like yo you're djing presser and i was just <laughs> like i was like bet like i'm down for sure yeah because i was this is day two day one i'm doing intermission so opening and between each set up to like um takeoff and uh quavo mm-hmm and then whatever after that i was done and then the next day i was opening so just the first hour and yeah. then i did one local artist's song uh her set list sorry mm-hmm. and then i had presses which was later on the day so if yeah. i didn't have presses i probably would have been done for day two just like kind of watching yeah and chilling out but i was hyped to like at least get a little bit of the day two energy because like yeah definitely way more people on day two than day one but yeah. um yeah, it was dope. That show was how did it, How did it feel? Did, it, did you feel like that was like um, a peak moment in your career? Like, yeah. Or do you feel like that maybe it's another stat to put on the, the board? Like the stats definitely going on the board. Peak peak for sure, I yeah. would say. But definitely want don't want it to be the, the peak forever. Yeah. But like, you know, like you right want, now. Yeah, most yeah, definitely. The adrenaline from that show was crazy. It got me out of my comfort zone yeah. a lot. Like. I've never been the person to be on the mic at all. Yeah. And that's something that kind of like elevates you like drastic amount as a, as a DJ. I feel like people take you way more seriously when you're able to like be on the mic and control the crowd and stuff like that. Yeah. Which is like something that like I rate any DJ that can do that because that shit's like, it's tough. Like it's yeah. a confidence thing I feel like too. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's, it's still tough like and- being able to do that. I know there's a lot of different DJs that do it, but the first one that comes to mind is DJ Envy, uh, Power 105. Mm. Um, he's, when he yeah. does his mixes, like, you, like, obviously he's, like, you know, like, yelling behind the mic or whatever it is yeah. in the middle of the mix, but it almost engages you, like, as you're listening to it, in a sense. Like, it's all, it's not too much, but, Facts. you know, it's, like, the right amount. Yeah. Um, what are some, like, the early DJs that, like, did you look up to any DJs in particular, like, that were, that were doing it, or? Not really, man. Like yeah. I never really looked every time I went to shows I never really looked like at the DJ but you know the show's lit cuz of the DJ like if the DJ wasn't there it's probably not as lit mm-hmm. you know cuz he's on your adlibs he's like your he's, he's like your I don't even know like yeah. your point guard you're the point guard he's the shooting guard you know you yeah, guys, guys need each other like that like like Chase B and Travis probably like the main ones that I kind of did hear about earlier yeah i would say because it's watching their shows on on youtube and stuff yeah like they're in sync all the time yeah uh, i went to the ogz show like this guy uh uh dj vision uh-huh that he was going crazy too like he was just going crazy like he's djing but he's like front crowd like yeah getting everyone hyped like doing doing it all you know up. so because some people need another hype man to do it yeah literally and it made the show so much better it's like when the artist's not on you're still having a good time and that's like where the DJ should be ready. Like when you're ready, like when when your time comes, you have to be ready. Like yeah. you can't just not like yeah. take advantage of that scenario. Is like, essential. Man, yeah. Yeah. You have kids trying to turn up and the mic is the main thing that helps in those scenarios. Yeah. You know? So for pressers that uh, I have to be on the mic. Um yeah, his manager's there. Yeah, that that day was crazy actually. A lot of happened. It happened so quick, but it felt so long. Yeah, like in the moment, it felt so long. Um, they had me introduce him, bring him out. I've never even talked on a mic like, you know, it's yeah. like you have to introduce him, run this song. And you know, you got to come with the energy too. Like kids yeah, are out bro, there. I have the mic. I'm just there. I'm like, damn, like this is actually, <laughs> it's actually going down like right now. Like, it's, it's, and I had to just like, 
I'd have to just like say the shit and then I introduced him like press is not coming out if you guys don't sing to this shit yeah and we ran the song we ran like YG auntie it kind of it, it went kind of it was kind of mid to be honest and then I had to wheel it up and kind of get them more hyped he's like yeah. wheel it up so I wheeled it up ran it back trying to get the mosh pit open people dropping and then um it went it helped a lot when i just showed more energy in the mic yeah it actually helps you see the difference like literally you see it like people are just really engaged you know yeah so if you're not engaging with them they're not really going to engage back with you you know uh-huh, so you actually have to mean it and say what you say with your chest you know so that's another thing that like i realized a lot in that moment and then we just ran novocaine this guy's in the back scene the song comes out boom it's lit just like that it's lit and i was yeah. like felt instantly i like i wasn't nervous anymore i just felt like this was like what i want to be doing you yeah, know yeah yeah like just seeing it and just on the mic like giving them support with the ad-libs and stuff like that and i actually know a lot of the songs so it did help for like yeah like break points and like dropping the mic yeah dropping the audio sorry like letting them sing for a bit giving him that. room to sing for a bit on acapella like for a couple verses you know timing yeah and it was like after they were all happy with it, management was happy. Um, they said we were kind of like in sync a bit, which was pretty pretty good. Yeah, um, knowing that was like a first time ever doing that. So yeah, yeah. I asked. I went out to the crowd. Asked a lot of my homies and shit, like how it went. They're all like, yeah, like they actually like give me genuine feedback and like yeah. you know, I was like, okay, sick, you know, because I actually like didn't know how it went. Yeah, when you're in yeah. the moment, you're just feeding off people's energy, but you yeah. don't, you don't know really. Like, yeah. Just, just kind of taking it all in in that moment mm-hmm. that's, he, a, that's what's up though yeah and he definitely i feel like press himself was definitely one like top three for sure yeah but he was top three uh performances at a breakout i would say for sure yeah i know there's um a lot of toronto people were there a lot of i don't know about a lot but mm-hmm. um a number of people from toronto that had pulled up um i know it was the same week that rolling loud happened in toronto yeah so it was kind of a lot happening that the, I guess those two that two week period. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I was I was happy to see that it was like breakout was still what it originally said it was gonna do. Like you know, but whether it be breaking out artists, like we had like a lot of people from our city that were performing, um, still bringing in people from the uh, from the East Coast, still bringing people from America, or you know, trying to at least with the yeah. whole the whole baby thing that happened. But yeah, um, yeah, no, that's what's up. I feel like it was um, it was a. a notable move to make sure like local djs had spots yeah particularly in that event you know with um, after it happened i heard people like like i was listening to joe budden talking about breakout festival yeah yeah Yeah, just well whether it be because of what happened like it was still in people's mouths so i look at it as as positive promo maybe not i don't know promo and promo promo you know promo is promo in any sense you get a click you get a click once you're there you kind of can prove like scroll see what's going on and i feel like that kind of helps yeah. in a way but yeah it's definitely yeah. interesting but. now we've talked about music for a while when it comes to you like all of the stuff that you do, like music whether you're djing or hosting events but mm-hmm. you've also done a bit of like acting and, and um, modeling and things of that sort too right um, yeah that was just me winging it yeah yeah that was <laughs> bro, me literally like winging were, it i feel like you were working nah bro like <laughs> it was definitely like it came out crazier than than i than i thought like every time like if you're talking about are you talking about the video or i'm talking about the video but i just feel like when when it comes to modeling in particular like i feel yeah. like i see you in a lot of places like you know yeah. wearing this brand or in that brand's catalog or yeah. whatever it might be like um it's not just music for you i feel like 
yeah i feel yeah i, I i've done a couple of shoots here and there uh-huh. uh, but mostly that's just i feel like a lot of it comes from just like networking like uh-huh. just like me being out there talking to people yeah vancouver is very small so a lot of the friends i meet are kind of in these positions at these like yeah uh, stores and like in these corporate uh, offices and stuff like that so they usually refer me and then um that's usually how i get a lot of my gigs they're all really from like just friends being photographers <laughs> or like a part of the branding team marketing team yeah. whatever and then social media as well at times so when i get like a couple solid ones like i feel like a brand will just see that yeah and then they see that i'm not um I'm not an agency, so it's probably just easier money for them. That's yeah. hassle to go through the whole process. And they get, like, nice photos out of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's been a blessing for my pockets, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I guess you mentioned, or I guess we, we might have mentioned briefly, the the short film that you did. Mm-hmm. Was that the first um, uh, the first thing of that sort that you had done? Yeah. Yeah, first thing I read. And for, we'll play it, but for anybody that hadn't seen it yet, like, uh, describe it for anybody listening on the audio right now. Yeah, it was basically like describe how it came about or, or the what, it, what, the, what, concept what the concept was. was. So yeah. I didn't even think of the concept. This was mm-hmm. all Sebastian. Okay. Sebastian, a homie of mine. He's a good guy, like a big homie of mine. Um, but so basically it was me kind of looking. Wait, the, the you, were, you were the protagonist of this. Yeah. I guess the, were you the protagonist, like the main person in this? I was, yeah. Uh-huh. But I'm trying to, his, his thought process for the video is kind of different than like when we watched the playback, I didn't even know that was what was going on. Oh, okay. You know, like they're telling us, they're instructing us to do it, but it would kind of like the direction switched through their editing process, okay. I would say, but it still came out like generally the same idea. Right. So it's kind of like you're supposed to push past yourself. So I'm kind of fighting with my, it's kind of fighting with your inner demons, almost, yeah. I guess, and like trying to overcome um, something mm-hmm. of the sort that's within you yeah okay. and then yeah so um, i like that message actually yeah it was it was pretty neat like the holes me looking at me thing uh-huh, yeah i was kind of trippy to see yeah I was like, what the <laughs> heck this guy actually killed that yeah and um the dunk like i had to like but we took we took i don't have hops anymore <laughs> like actually, this guy was the uh, hezzies yeah i was actually like oh shit that's got moves yo bro my legs were burning by the end of that like we took so many different takes like some i jams some like it was a sick dunk but the ending didn't go the same way yeah the thing with those guys they really focus on every little detail yeah there's so much clips we didn't even use but like yeah the way they clipped everything together and they're they were it was actually a real like a real shoot the real, real production team. yeah yeah they they did their thing the real team they had great um guidance for me like i haven't even been in front of a camera like that mm-hmm. before ever so it was just another one of those things and like for me like overcoming something like yeah like just like the presser show it was um being in that situation where everyone's when you have the mic in your hand someone tell you to do something if you don't do it like you're gonna freeze yeah like that was the same situation for the for the film it was like the cameras are from my face if they say action and i don't say anything i'm gonna freeze exactly you know so it kind of just like everything around it kind of shocked me into like doing something yeah so i feel like both those were super similar in, in that so to speak would you do it again oh yeah i'd be down mm. but it's nice when you actually like it yeah you know? like i've been just kind of blessed in that way like for the modeling things all the stuff i modeled thankfully i've loved everything i wear you know mm-hmm. it's not like i'm wearing something that i didn't like have any say in you yeah, know yeah that's true 
and the same with the film like i love basketball so and those are my homies that like on the set it was like all oh, homies matt was there too yeah um this guy kojo that we met was there too other homie played on ubc was there too mm-hmm. so it's kind of yeah everyone was kind of cool at the end of the shoot is this felt like a bunch of homies playing yeah. pickup you know like <laughs> that's what i'm saying that's what it felt like it was like yeah. going down like it it looked like the day of shoot for this would have been dope like i know they are really particular about what shots they want to get but yeah nah i feel like it would have been fun regardless yeah um, we shot that two, two day shoot and then um we came back to shoot some other missed clips and the yeah. floor was different like they changed <laughs> the whole floor of the of the the court, the court yeah yeah and then um, they have to like shoot it upwards angle so you don't get the floor in it. Yeah, the others, those guys, Sebastian, <laughs> those guys, geniuses. Those guys are geniuses, man. They did that. Damn, the way the light bounce off the floor. Yeah, that guy's crazy. bro, it's crazy. The angles, man. All about the angles. Yeah, you gotta know. You gotta know. Yeah. Um, I guess people typically see you at least with Shaim a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Shallow Stoops. Yeah. You know, check out the site. Um, buy his buy his merch definitely buys merch you know everybody rocking it um it des- it describe how you first kind of actually met him and shallow that. yeah yeah shallow from the burb days yeah yeah um i just remember this guy coming in with his resume yeah <laughs> try, to, try to get a job here i'm like bro that can only be one like, you know it can only be one you can't work yeah. here bro no i'm joking i never said that to him but um uh yeah he came in gave me his resume took it back to the to the back gave it to the homies just ask me about him, whatever. First impression. Any notes saying, "Yo, don't hire this man." Nah, <laughs> nah. The, the, he was actually coming for graphics work, but like the way it was, he still had to like. Even though man, they're gonna like say you can get the position, like you're still gonna have to start here for some reason and like yeah. climb there. So that was what happened. He he came in, um, he started bartender. Then uh, from bartender, the marketing um had a position for graphics so then he kind of went from button to graphics and then yeah never looked back since then it's kind of yeah. been killing it in the graphics side for yeah. sure i'd be texting this man's like damn like you did this one like i just went to the store picked it up like damn you did this one yeah like, dope like this guy's yeah. on it yeah like, that's was, what's up yeah the burb days were definitely the lit times early yeah. burb days were the lit times yeah lit times for sure was it um i guess i feel like it was you two were just i don't know about un- inseparable but i would always see you guys like doubled up like yeah it, well kind of like not really though like shy doesn't leave his house the guy's <laughs> guy's stuck inside like that guy well, if he comes out he's actually only come out to like two cold drinks and they've actually been part of the most lit cold drinks like ever see, so because you were there bro yeah, <laughs> he's gotta he's gotta definitely keep um, selecting the right ones and yeah. whenever he touches down it's, I guess it's, it's lit or you know, something man's, but man's is picky man's is picky yeah uh. but yeah we yeah after COVID a lot of shit just, COVID just kind of just switched a lot of stuff up for the for the better and worse at times but yeah yeah now, now that it's over what do you see kind of going forward I guess to kind of wrap things up like what do you see is there anything that anybody should know um, coming up coming up coming up I'm trying to take djing a bit more seriously yeah i think now like after that breakout festival the feedback that i got from like the right people kind of gave me like a push of confidence to like say okay maybe you can take this djing shit a bit more seriously and maybe you can actually like be a tour dj maybe you can start touring yourself you know yeah so there's something that people are seeing that they like and i'm trying to um see it as well too for myself like, yeah so um 
yeah, I'm trying to really take DJ more seriously. I'm trying to travel a bit more. I'm trying mm-hmm. to find like my own sound. Yeah. Like production for sure. I'm trying to get on the production side of it. I'm trying to just um open up myself like more to the world than like yeah. North America, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. And my like I have a British background, so Oh, like, okay. And I have yeah, citizenship. So it's gonna you have be a British citizenship? Yeah, yeah. No way. Yeah, so I'm trying to go over there and like Where does that fit in the picture? Wait. Uh my mom and dad. Oh your mom and dad, okay. Yeah. Were both, you born there or they're both born in Birmingham. Oh wow. Yeah. That's so, crazy. Yeah, so they I'm kinda of blessing that, so to speak, and I kinda of, I kinda of like taking it in at the perfect time because yeah. I never ever cared. Like I was always like, like yeah, so yeah, <laughs> like, I don't care. Like, why am I good to go there? Like, you know. No. Nah, so bits, now it's like, yeah, just turn up, yo. Yeah, they turn up, and it's like literally Toronto type energy, but like UK vibe. So it's on like times ten, you know. Yeah. So I'm trying to just go. I'm going to Europe. Yeah, I'm going out there watching a, sh- a couple of DJ shows. Yeah. I'm travel a bit. I'm trying to see like the culture out there. I'm trying to see the the DJ life. I'm trying yeah. to like Shazam hella music. Yeah. Bro, yeah. I'm, I'm so glad you said that because I think that that's an important thing that people sometimes get ash- like become ashamed of, like yeah. being out, like hearing a song they don't know and mm-hmm. hitting Shazam on it. Yeah, I think it's like so important, especially maybe even being a DJ. Like, yeah, that. for sure, Shazamming. Like, I feel like if you're a, if you're a DJ and no one's no one's Shazamming your shit, you're not doing the right job. Like, yeah, someone should be Shazamming your shit. Like, someone <laughs> you, like that means you're doing a crazy set. Like, where people are like, what is this? Yeah, just, you know, like people always cut the come to the booth. Ask, not always, but like when they when they do, you feel kind of nice. Mm-hmm. But like for me, I'm so weird with music. Like I don't know if, if it's just me the way I am. But I don't like sharing my music. <laughs> like, I really don't like sharing my music. Like, yeah, I, I do it, but like I'm just annoying with it. Like yeah, so I yeah. want someone to be like, "What song is that?" You know. <laughs> And I'm just like, yo, don't worry. You don't worry. Say, like, yo, like, yo, hit me with that, with that blue mark. Like, yeah. I'm to see what that Shazam is, yo. Yeah, like, that's crazy. People ask me a song, they just like make them actually work for the song, you know? Like, yeah. I eventually give it to them, but it's just like, yeah, give that nigga a, a CD, tell yeah. him, yo, go find a player for that. Yeah, literally, bro. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I always, I don't always Shazam, but if I do, like, it would be when I'm in Europe, you know? Yeah. So, cause I'm just trying to really. Like have some longevity with this DJing shit, you know. Like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna take DJing seriously, like it's much. I feel like it's just harder t- to make it long term as a DJ with like just rap and hip hop North American sound. You yeah. Know? So once you branch out North American, like everyone else is listening to someone else, something else. You know, oh, like everyone else is listening to this shit plus North American sound. Yeah. A lot of people in North America just ins- just listen to North American sound. Yeah. So once. Like, I just know myself, type of person I am. Like, when I find something I like, I'm going to just run run it up, and I'm going to kind of mix it with something from this side. Exactly, yeah. And then when I find that, whenever that may be, then it's going to be, like, a scary time. Cause yeah. I'll, yeah. I was in Los Cabos, or Cabo, Mexico, mm-hmm. and I was in the club literally shazamming what yeah. the DJ was playing, and it was like, you're not going to get the chance to listen to this at any other place in the world besides no. being here right now yeah so you have to like, take advantage of that literally like, you know, live in the moment like t- and if it's a song that you can take with you and go incorporate that into what you do yeah that's the best thing you could do with with, yeah. with what you've you know heard or received at least for real and like, even, yeah sorry. no so what are you saying i was gonna say being a dj is even be- even better for that because you get yeah. to share it with people yeah actually no, i agree man i'm definitely 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 gonna be doing that when I'm when I'm out there for sure, yeah. So make sure y'all check out the flyers. Follow uh, follow Crixie. Make sure you're 
tapped in on all the cool drinks events mm -hmm. you know all that shit um this guy's up to something and um honestly i'll say that um i find you to be one of those people um that are just because you're doing it like I, I always say doing it by yourself, but really it's not that like you have people that you work with and stuff, but yeah. you're kind of taking initiative and, and running, I call it running by your own rules. Like yeah. you're, you're doing it on your own accord, Literally. running on your own rules. You're not based off of anybody else. Um, I look up to people like that because you're shaping the way that things are going to be in the future. Yeah. Like um, I just really believe that it's, it's, you know, the, the people it's what, if you have a, a, a if you're tapped into the culture, mm -hmm. you're gonna be the the, the successful per person in you know just the the market in itself because, um, you know you just have that familiarity. You're doing the groundwork almost. Yeah. And I look at people like you, um, numerous other people that I look at that you know are laying the foundation in that sense. And you know I look up to you and yeah. you know you, I, I I fuck with everything that you're doing and Thank uh, you, man. I'm excited to see where things go. Yes, sir. Same, yeah. bro. I'm excited to see where this where things are going too. I don't Appreciate even know. It, bro. We, we try, we try. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, we are trying to take this media shit up to the next level. So, mm -hmm. um, particularly in the city, yo, like we're putting on for Vancouver, and um, you know, there's not many of us that are doing it, but yeah, um, you know, doing our thing. Oh yeah. Um, shout out Matthew. Shout out Burb. Shout out Burb. Um, sh you know. Make sure you check out all the uh, the links in the description. Yeah. Thank you very much for pulling up today. I appreciate Great it. Time, bro. It's been another episode of For the Record by the Certified Platinum Network. Let's go. Check out all the other video content, the audio content, no matter where you're listening, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you know, Amazon Music, um, wherever you find us. Thanks very much, and we're gonna catch you guys next time. Yeah. It's a shot, I bet your dog.